Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. I decided to change my life, leave my career as a scientist, and reinvent what I was doing in the the natural health and wellness space. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, well women. Welcome back to the show, those of you who are regular listeners. And a great big warm welcome to you if you are brand new and checking the show out for the first time. You're in for a treat, especially if you are a high achieving woman who has a lot going on, who really wants to live into your values and uh, using mindfulness, um, really explore what is possible for yourself in your personal life, in your professional life, in your public life, possibly. I know we have a lot of women who are in public life in one way or another. And, you know, this show is really here to support you to grow into and live into your full potential and and do it with joy, right? Like we want to have fun while we're doing all this. And I know for so many of us high achievers, we are go-getters. We just, you know, it's like, make it happen, like get everything done in your personal life and your professional life. And sometimes we just need support and permission to say, I am not going to go at 110% today. I'm going to slow down, take a breath, check in with myself and um, listen to the Well Woman Show get some, get some time for myself. So this episode I'm excited about to share with you is with Jaya Jaya Myra, who is a research scientist turned natural health advocate. And she's an expert on mind, body, wellness, stress management, mindfulness, and food for mood and natural healthy living. She's a best-selling author, TEDx, and motivational speaker, and the creator of the Well Method, After healing herself naturally from debilitating fibromyalgia, Myra developed the Well Method to teach others the four cornerstones of a healthy, purpose-driven life. And so on the show today, we discuss why you can aim for synergy instead of harmony and what that is, how purpose shapes everything about you down to your physical body type and practical ways to build synergy in daily life. You can find notes from today's show at wellwomanlife.com slash 243 show. You can also continue the conversation with us in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash community. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy. It's our group coaching program specifically aimed at supporting high achieving women to live their lives with ease and joy. Come over and join us, wellwomanlife.com slash academy. All right, without further ado, here is the interview with Jaya Jaya Myra. I'm speaking with Jaya Jaya Myra today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Let's start by having you tell listeners, who are you in the world today? Wow, that's an interesting question, actually, because... 
I'm not a huge fan of labels. I do a lot of things, but I am a best-selling author. I'm a TEDx and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help people really find mind, body, well-being, and really to find practical ways to go about doing that and to understand how all these little things that we're already doing fit together to make a, a more whole, happy, and healthy you. Okay, cool. And when you started this work, did you know that's what you were like, did you know the path that you were on or did you, and I know you talk about some of this in your book, but just tell, like, give us the story of like, how did you end up doing this work and why? Yeah, absolutely. So yes and no. I've always known that I am here to help heal people to like improve their lives. When I was a child, I thought the route that would take would be becoming a medical doctor. As I got older, I decided to become a research scientist instead. I had had my first daughter when I was still in college, didn't want to go through the process of med school when I had a young child. And so I figured that the research science route was equally as applicable for finding cures and healing people. And then at one point in that journey, when I was working as a research scientist, I became pretty much physically incapacitated with really debilitating fibromyalgia and it destroyed my life. It caused me to end up getting divorced. I lost my job. I declared bankruptcy. My home home was foreclosed on and I ended up even being separated from my children. So at that point, the icing on the cake to me was really that nothing that science or medicine did was effective for me. So everything my doctor tried, it not only didn't make me better, it made me feel physically worse. So I decided to walk away from that whole Western medical approach completely and find things that were going to work for me to heal completely naturally. And I had, I had always been versed in some of that. Like I grew up with a mom who was very interested in herbalism and natural medicine. So it was kind of natural for me like to look to that path because it was something that I knew about. And I found ways to heal myself completely naturally. Like today, I don't have a trace of fibromyalgia. I don't suffer from anxiety or depression anymore, which also went along with that. They kind of go hand in hand. And I don't even get physically sick anymore for the most part. I mean, I, I haven't been sick in years, even despite COVID. So I decided to change my life, leave my career as a scientist, and reinvent what I was doing in the, the natural health and wellness space. I'd always been a great writer. I was always one of those few scientists who could write well. So I took those skills in technical writing, turned them more over to the creative side, started working on a book, uh, writing articles for publications. And I found that that was something that made me much happier. And I started getting more and more and more opportunities, I think because it was really aligned with who I was. So I didn't know when I started my career as a scientist, that I was going to end up doing the natural and holistic method. But honestly, I'm not surprised because when I was a kid, I told God I wanted to heal people. I didn't say I wanted to become a doctor or I wanted to become a scientist. I said I wanted to heal people. I want to help them get better. And so that is like the end point to where I've been taken. The, the ways that I help people really work mind, body, and soul, it's not just targeting a symptom like the Western medical system does. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at, even though it's not exactly where I thought I would be at this point in my life. Yeah. Isn't it interesting when you put something out and the answer is not what you imagined it might be. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you wanted to heal other people, but you really started on a journey to heal yourself, which is so often the case with all of the people really on this show or in the wellness space is uh, it, it's very personal. And then it becomes like, oh, let me help 
other people well, with this? It started by wanting to help other people because my mom was very sick and she had a lot of pain, chronic pain, uh, spinal degeneration problems. So she was on disability ever since I, I was pretty young. And every year things just got worse and worse and worse. Compound onto that, all of her physical pain and drug tolerances. She was an alcoholic. So she she drank a lot. She gambled a lot. She she was literally physically and emotionally miserable. So I had to grow up in that kind of environment and not wanting to see her suffer, I think is what made me want to heal other people. And then it wasn't until like way later in my trajectory that uh, I became physically ill myself. And I just said, no way, I'm not going to live like this. And I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to find a way to heal naturally. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you refer to God, you you just referred to God in our conversation, Mm -hmm. but you also uh, talk about God in the book. What are you talking about when you say God? I think God is really uh, can be anything that someone believes that God is. I mean, sometimes I refer to God as the universe, as consciousness, as that kind of connecting universal fabric that makes up everything. Doesn't really matter what your religion is, what your belief is. If you don't believe in God, think about that energy as being your higher self. I think we all just have different language around this because even if you don't believe in God, you know you exist, right? Whatever that part is inside of you that makes you come alive and feel like you're capable of doing things, that's what I'm talking about when I when I say God. I mean, of course, I grew up uh, in a Christian household, so I was indoctrinated into that. I later went on to pursue a more Eastern spiritual path, like an esoteric spiritual path. So I've, I've got a very diverse and inclusive aspect of what that means to me. And I'm extremely yeah. tolerant of anyone's belief because it's such a personal thing, right? We, we yeah. got to be able to connect with it on a deep level. Yes, exactly. And I didn't want people to be put off by that. So just really understanding that your definition is very inclusive and broad. And I want to ask you, you talk about there not being a single answer for everyone and it's not a one-stop shop and I I completely agree and and then you offer a blueprint which does seem like it might be a one-stop shop so how does your blueprint accommodate all of people's different needs and differences that's a great question and it's because it's based on a five elemental system so you see an elemental approach in both Chinese medicine and in Ayurveda, which are two of the most ancient healing systems on the planet. So it's basically, uh, again, like the elements are a framework of understanding how your mind was created, how your physical body was created, your temperament, kind of your whole psychological state in general. And like these all factor into your personality and even down to your body type. So the blueprint is for you to understand your own unique psychological disposition, your body type, how these relate to these elemental principles so that you can find those approaches that do work for you because we're all 100% unique. We all have all of those elements inside of us, but they're all in different proportions in each person. So like, let's say with someone who had a lot of that earth element attribute is going to think and act and react differently to life than someone who has strong air element inside of them. And that's going to determine even like the types of foods you should eat, how you're going to rest at night, the sorts of physical health problems that you're going to have. And because everything's interconnected, it just helps you to find solutions that are going to work for you and that are going to work quickly. Okay. And your book is called The Soul of Purpose, A Step-by-Step Approach to Create a Purpose-Driven Healthy Life. What can you tell listeners about the connection between purpose and health? Like how does purpose shape 
everything that you do. If you could just share some concrete, like what listeners could take away today about maybe finding their purpose. Uh, Absolutely. I firmly believe that purpose is the interconnecting thread between spirituality and health. And that's really because of the things that we learn from these, these ancient traditions like Ayurveda uh, and Chinese medicine. So you've got the health. Let me just ask you, because I want to hear the rest of your answer, but just to put it in perspective, do you think your fibromyalgia was because you hadn't found your purpose? And then no. when, you, when you connected in with that, you were able to solve the health problem? No. Okay. I do not. Okay. Go ahead then. Yeah. <laughs> so purpose is really the causal seed that creates everything about you. So when you look at it from the health wellness aspect, we talk about elements and doshas and body types and how all of this makes you you. Now, when you look at it from the spiritual side, you've probably grown up hearing things like God made you perfect. Everything about you is exactly as it should be. So where is like the connecting thread between the two of those? That connecting thread is really in in your purpose. Like if you believe that you are here for a reason, then it was your purpose that created your entire elemental composition, your body type, your temperament, so that you were given everything that you needed to succeed in this life. So it wasn't that purpose came as a byproduct of who you are. It was that purpose was actually what created you as you are. So when you're living in alignment with your purpose and with your temperament and with your innate gifts and talents that are literally just God-given and innate to you, it's going to facilitate better health, better well-being, uh, better relationships, better success in life in general. And those things can help you to get healthy. To answer the question about fibromyalgia, I really believe that I got sick because uh, I had a history of sexual violence as a very young child that then became repressed. When you don't have any memory of something, you're not able to deal with it effectively. It gets buried. And after what, like 15, 20 years, these things kind of just magically pop up to the surface because we haven't dealt with them. So it was through meditation, mindfulness, really aligning with my purpose, getting rid of the the toxic relationships and the negative stuff in my life that gave me the space that I needed to heal. I wasn't able to do that in my life the way that I was living it at the time. And it did facilitate just a a complete overhaul in who I was and the way I approached things and the way that I thought about life to be able to facilitate well-being. Okay, great. And for listeners who are interested in finding out what their purpose is or maybe verifying or double-checking to see, what can you give them to do? Like, are there one or two steps that they can start taking now? And of course they can read your book, which would explain a lot of it, but is there something they can take away now to do? Absolutely. I believe that purpose is looking at two primary factors. One, what is your elemental composition that relates to everything we've talked about, like your gifts, your talents, your body type, that is going to really clue you in onto things that you're good at and that you're capable of. But on the flip side of that, we have to look at our unique life experiences to help us understand what brings meaning. So that's usually based uh, on our experiences, oftentimes those painful or traumatic ones, those end up becoming things that we don't want to see other people live through those same Uh, mistakes or those same things that happen to us. So when you're able to combine your unique talents with your experiences that uh, have contributed meaning to your life, that's usually the direction that you end up going. When you combine those two things, you are probably going to find that what you're doing in your life right now 
incorporates that. It incorporates something that you're good at and something that you're passionate about based on something that has happened to you in your life. So I always recommend that people look at both of those things. What are you good at? What are your experiences? What has brought meaning to you? And to try to find a bridge where those can come together in a career or a hobby or a passion project that can enable you to work on both of those simultaneously. And I think that that is going to help you to cultivate or even redefine your purpose in life. Okay, great. That's a a really good concrete uh, thing that listeners can take away. And I'm speaking with Jaya Jaya Myra about her book, The Soul of Purpose, and we'll be right back. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups, coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work. But with these tools, you will easily find the time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfection and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life. A life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show with Jaya Jaya Myra. And we're heading into the segment called Superpowers for Success. I want to ask you a few quick questions, quick round here. What does success in life mean for you? Success in life to me means being very well-rounded and having everything be in harmony. So mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, physically healthy, and uh, financially healthy and happy. Like I have to have all of that to like really feel like I'm successful. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I've got a million dollar company. Therefore I've made it. For me, I've got to like really feel whole and complete. Like none of those pieces can be left behind for me to feel like that uh, I have accomplished what I want to accomplish in this life. That makes it more difficult by the way, but it also means that you, you know, you got to put forth consistent daily effort and do little small things that are going to help you to get there each and every day. Yeah. Okay. And when did you know you were really good at what you do? I think I've known it since I was a child. I've known that whatever I put my mind and my heart to that I will thrive at and I continue to prove that to myself time and time and time again. Like anything that I truly want that I'm passionate about, it, I just I feel that it comes to me in my life. Like I'm able to draw in those right opportunities to utilize my skills and talents in a way that are good for me and good for other people too. Why do you think you were able to do that, especially so young and having uh, like a, a challenging upbringing? I think psychologists uh, would say that I became that type A personality, you know, the perfectionist. That's kind of one of those areas that you can go into when you face traumatic experiences. And that is definitely true. I've had to overcome my need for perfectionism. But what I've never overcome 
is my desire to be the best that I can and to bring the best that I can to all situations. To me, that's an act of like worship. That That's a spiritual quality that is embedded in my being, like to want to be my best and expect excellence in myself so I can enable excellence in other people. And that's really what drives me. It's not the result. It's what can I do in the process that's going to make me better and make other people better. And I think because I'm focused more on the process, the results in and of themselves, like for me and for other people are better. And I think that's why I tend to be pretty successful in whatever I do. Okay. And can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being? Yes, absolutely. I have a daily habit of starting my day with a cup of tea in the morning. And while this might sound very basic and mundane, I guarantee you it is not. Tea is one of those things that I say creates synergy because I'm tackling about five problems with one thing. One, you get a little bit of a caffeine boost, so you have a little bit of energy. Two, tea has theanine, which is a compound that helps you to relax and calm down and be mentally focused. So it takes away the caffeine jitters and helps you to focus. So whenever I have my cup of tea, I'm energized but relaxed and focused, which is really great for me sitting at the computer writing. Tea is also antimicrobial and antiviral, so it's helping to keep me healthy and boost my immune system while also warding off uh, potential virus infections. Green tea and black tea are great for that. Green tea also has a ton of antioxidants, which boosts your immune system. So that's like four things right there. And then five is just the act of having a consistent daily routine, because whenever you're doing that, your mental health will be better. The mind craves consistency to feel stable. So the more consistent routines you have every day, you're going to innately feel more happy than if you're jumping around and doing something different day in and day out. So one simple act is facilitating five great things for my physical and mental health. I love it. Yes. We talk a lot about morning routines here on the Well Woman Show and tea is definitely a part of mine. Um, I'm a tea drinker. I was a coffee drinker years ago and then I randomly accidentally quit coffee. It's a long story, but anyway, uh, I am a tea drinker now. (laughs) I envy you. I haven't quit the coffee yet, even though, or the espresso even though I know it can be a little detrimental at times. Gosh, and I love coffee. I love the smell of it and the whole like ritual of have like holding it and, you know, just everything about it. I love coffee drinkers. I love everything about it, but I don't drink it anymore. And I'm happy. I understand completely. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Um, what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Facilitating good outcomes by just trying to be my best. I, I really think that that is a superpower because Whenever you're not focused on the results of something and you're able to just focus on your own character development, your own self-development, I, I think that you facilitate better outcomes in everything. And to me, that that truly is a superpower because I think people underestimate all the time what they're truly capable of. And if we just would put a little bit more effort in each day, I think people would be truly amazed at what they could accomplish in their life in a very short period of time. Yeah. Okay. And what advice would you give your younger self, say 25 or 30 years old? Hmm. To not believe that things are just going to automatically happen, like because of destiny or even things like that I knew would come to pass, to not just believe that they're going to come, like that you really have to put in uh, a lot of work and effort to facilitate the outcomes that you already know are waiting for you. 
I'm not sure if, if that makes sense, but have you ever just really known that you're going to do something and you're going to be great at it? So then you just sit around and be like, Hey universe, where is this at? <laughs> I think I spent a lot of time doing that, especially when I was on my healing journey. Mm-hmm. And shortly after I just thought that like, Hey, things were magically going to fix themselves. And, um, that's not how magic works. Unfortunately, you got to put in a lot of effort and hard work into something if you want to get something out of it. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I think there's a lot of misinformation about, about that and just acknowledging like, yes, there might be a destiny and a higher power and a path, but you also have to put the work in to like to meet, to, to get there. Yes. Um, I thought it was going to be easier. I thought more opportunities would come my way to respond to, but I found I had to go out and create those opportunities for myself. Yeah. Okay. And do you identify as a feminist? I identify as a humanist. I, I don't believe that uh, women are better than men or be- or men are better than women. So um, I, I guess I don't like that label, but I'm very much about women's empowerment and women's advocacy and gender equality, because I feel, especially in developing countries, uh, women still don't have enough opportunities, even to basic things like education or feminine hygiene products. So th- there's no way that I can overlook that or the gender pay gap that like we face here in this country. So I'm always about helping women to understand what their true power and potential is in a way that is balanced, bringing out both their feminine and their masculine energy. Yeah. I think it's a, a good um, thing to talk about the the feminine and masculine versus male and female. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it sometimes gets jumbled up in, in the conversation, but you know, on this show, we talk about feminism as social, political, and economic equality. And, um, and so, so it sounds like you're on board with that. Oh yeah, very, Um, very much. I just, I think we can facilitate so, so much success that I, I try to not like focus my energy on that root issue and just what we can do to become better and brighter and more capable. And then I see that are able to go out and accomplish the things that they want to. Okay. And uh, last question for you. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? I have been reading uh, a little bit more about mantras and spiritual practice and kind of just deepening my understanding on, on some esoteric concepts. Honestly, it's more about things that I can then take into practice than, than just about reading. Um, like right now I've, I've kind of put some of my other books on the back burner. It's like, I want to just focus in on, on, uh, like honing some practices that I'm doing right now to improve where I'm at right here. And right now, is there a particular author or book that you're looking into for that? Um, I love David Frawley and his books. He's got, I mean, he has a host of things on that topic. So, I mean, his are always part of like that reference stuff that I go to, but some are just like very, very niche, uh, esoteric, like writings, like things that, things that I will find online or things that come to me through other spiritual practitioners that aren't even widely published. I'm not sure like where they, where people can get them, but I, I tend to, I tend to look for really quirky, interesting things that are not necessarily in the mainstream. Okay. I've been speaking with Jaya Jaya Myra here on the Well Woman Show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman Life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts 
and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.